This is Chanel Bunger with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Molly Gamble, Vice President of Editorial at Becker's Healthcare. Molly, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great, Chanel. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Well, let's just jump right in. What are some of the trends that you're currently watching in healthcare right now? Yes, I come to the table today with three trends. One's on hospital margins. One is about Mark Cuban, and then one is about a new executive at Kaiser Permanente. But the first one, hospital margins, hospitals are nearing the end of what has been a really tough year for their finances with a slight downturn to their operating margins and even smaller likelihood of ending the year in the black. So Kaufman Hall released its national hospital flash report today, and that is based on data from more than 900 hospitals finding that the median operating margin was negative 0.5% through October. That's a 2% decrease from where it was in September and a 13% decrease from October 2021. Um, A lot of contributing factors here, Chanel, and that includes high expenses for labor. But one standout worth noting that I wanted to make mention of on the podcast is that this margin was reflected from October, and that was the beginning of a really tough virus and flu season, and hospitals struggled to discharge patients in October due to shortages of labor, both internally in their hospitals and also in post-acute settings. That resulted in a 3% increase in length of stay that did not translate to additional revenue. So when these staff shortages complicate or prevent patient admissions, that can lead to emergency department boarding. And earlier this month, we reported on a dozen medical groups that were alerting President Joe Biden to ED boarding, really reaching a crisis point and becoming what they saw as a public health emergency. So these numbers today that were just released are just one more reminder of how every part of patient care from admission to the actual treatment and delivery to discharge can really be helped or hindered by the availability of labor and the labor shortage paired with this tough virus season, which is usually a revenue generator for hospitals, could really exacerbate throughput challenges. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a daunting time right now for healthcare, and we'll continue to keep an eye on it. Hopefully you have some good news with the Mark Cuban story. I do. I do. Shifting gears, if you will, Chanel, but we've spoken before on this podcast about Mark Cuban's cost plus drugs before, how it was different from uh, another generic pharmacy that has started in recent years. That was Civica Rx. So Mark's cost plus drugs is a direct-to-consumer generic pharmacy, whereas Civica was founded in four hospitals to save money on generics. But it now seems that Mr. Cuban has, has ripped a page from the Civic RX playbook. His company is in talks with hospitals to identify the generic drugs that often run in short supply, but that are really quite simple and, and straightforward. And what he's looking to do is to make those simple generics injectables in a new $11 million manufacturing plant that is currently finishing up development in Dallas. Um, so Mr. Cuban has said, Robotics in this plant will allow for a lot of agility in manufacturing. So it's to the point where you set the robots on for four hours to make sterile water. Four hours later, you switch them over to make Pitocin. Four hours later, you make another drug. And his goal here is to work with hospitals to identify which shortages are existing that hospitals are really the drugs hospitals really need. And then hopefully he's looking two to three years out, as he said. Um, that the robots will be cheaper, better, or faster, or maybe all three, 
and he can increase capacity of the manufacturing plant by 10 times and just really meet hospitals' needs. So it's, it's kind of an exciting development to see an entrepreneur, someone who has such recognition, get into what has been like a really niche and overlooked space, Janelle. So this is a story we're going to be continuing to follow pretty closely. Thanks for that, Molly. That's really interesting and exciting. And what else are you watching? Yeah. A new executive was named this week from Kaiser Permanente. So like some other systems throughout the past year, Kaiser Permanente rolled out plans to reorganize this past spring by bringing its Colorado and Washington markets together into the same operating model. That new unit is called KP Medical Foundation. And this week, Kaiser Permanente named its CEO, Dr. Paul Minardi. Dr. Minardi has spent a significant chunk and portion of his working life with KP. He most recently served as executive medical director for Washington Permanente Medical Group. And in this new role, he'll oversee the Colorado and Washington Medical Groups and Health Plan as one organization with aligned strategic planning, business planning, capital planning, growth, culture, and marketing. So Dr. Minardi will report directly to Kaiser Foundation Health Plan and Hospitals Chair and CEO Greg Adams, and he'll also sit on the KP Medical Board, um, I'm sorry, Medical Foundation Board of Directors. So one new executive in the Kaiser Permanente Health System. Thanks for that. Yeah, there's been a lot of moves in the C-suites lately. We'll be interested to see how those all play out. And as always, I want to thank you for joining us today and keeping us updated on these. Oh, thanks for having me.